Butler versus Tony El Kukui Ferguson fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Follow me on Parlor at FightJunkie. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh, wait. Hold up. Scratch that. YouTube deleted my channel. Um, let me think. Okay. I got it. You can also subscribe to the Rumble channel. Rumble.com slash Fight Junkie. Want live stream? Twitch.tv slash Real Fight Junkie. Michael Chandler. 22 wins, 7 losses. Of those 22 wins, 10 by KOTKO, 7 by sub, 5 by decision. Tony Ferguson, 25 wins, 6 losses. Of those 25 wins, 12 by KOTKO, 8 by sub, 5 by decision. Currently you have Chandler as a minus 400 favorite. Ferguson comes back at plus Three to one. Those are straight lines. We'll go, won't go. Three full rounds. We'll go plus 150. Won't go minus 200. Chandler wins inside minus 125. Chandler wins by decision plus 260. Ferguson wins inside seven to one. Ferguson wins by decision seven to one. Fight is a draw, 50 to 1. First thing you notice is the line is pretty wide, especially if you break down recently what they've been doing because most people are thinking, well, Ferguson's on the slide, right? He's got six losses. Three of those six have occurred in his last three fights. Granted, it's Gaethje, Oliveira, uh, Benil. But the fact of the matter is, when you think of this matchup, you think of Ferguson being on the slide. But when you look at Chandler, who's just coming to the UFC, he's had three fights in the UFC. He's won one. His last two fights, of course, were losses. Again, Oliveira and Gaethje. But still, nevertheless, it's not like he's out there, you know, shining and blasting and doing everything that you would think a minus 400 favorite should be and would be doing. Now, granted, you look at the losses, and he went toe-to-toe with Gaethje. That was a tremendous war, and a lot of refs may have stopped the fight in the Oliveira fight that could have potentially uh, secured him the belt in that fight. Oliveira in the first round took a lot of damage in that. That was that was a tremendous first round. Uh, ultimately, of course, Oliveira came back and won the fight. But when you look at El Kukui, what's been going on with him lately is it's really his ground game. Like he's getting taken down and he just has no answers for it, which is kind of ridiculous because I remember when he was on that tremendous win streak and Habib was on his win streak, of course. The potential matchup was, man, if Habib takes him down, well, Ferguson has, you know, a skill set in the ground. He could potentially pull out a submission. And it's just like it's all gone. Like, he doesn't have any ability off of his back. He's he's just laying there round after round after round. Now, granted, the fight with Gaethje wasn't that way, but you've seen in the last two fights,
fights. That's how it's pretty much went with Ferguson just being controlled on the ground. Now, of course, he's still super duper tough. Only been stopped once. That was by Gaethje, uh, by KO anyway. He's only been stopped once by KO, and that was Gaethje. And that took five rounds for that to happen. And even in that fight, he hurt Gaethje. And if there would have been maybe 20, 30 seconds more in that round, who knows? So, I mean, Ferguson is still very tough. But, yeah, the lack of the ground game off of his back is a problem. And I think that's the bigger issue here with Chandler. Because I know a lot of people are going to say, well, Chandler can crack. And so on the feet, they think kind of maybe like a Gaethje. But I'm not so sure about that because I don't trust the durability of Chandler. In fact... And Chandler's fight against Gaethje, I was certain that Gaethje was going to be able to stop him. He didn't, and they had a war. But I think there were spots in that fight where Gaethje, if he would have put his foot on the gas, he would have gotten out of there. Chandler took a lot of damage, showed a much better chin, in all fairness, than I thought he had, especially coming off the loss to Oliveira, which was basically a one-punch knockout loss. And he's got history in the Bellator. I mean, four out of his seven uh, 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 losses are by KOTKO. I question his durability heading into the UFC. After the Oliveira, I was certain that his chin wasn't up to snuff. And then he goes three, round, three rounds with Gaethje in a war. But I do think that a lot of that uh, ability to go three rounds with Gaethje was Gaethje letting his foot off the gas. I don't want to say he carried him or anything like that, but Gaethje's fighting a more patient style of fighting. And that's going to play a role in his fight with Oliveira because I have some thoughts in my mind about how he could potentially fight Charles to try to steal the title that maybe not a lot of people would think that he'd be able to do. And we'll go over that when we do the breakdown for that fight. But Gaethje is fighting a different style of fight now sometimes. And if you don't believe me, go watch his fight with Michael Chandler. Yeah, there were times where they were brawled. And yeah, there were times where uh, very hard punches were being thrown. But go back and look at that fight and you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. So how do these guys match up? Well, I think the line is wide, to be honest with you. Because even though Ferguson has lost his last three, he's still very tough. You know, he's still very game. And if this fight stays on the feet, I think that's his best opportunity. Because I do still doubt the durability of Chandler. Ferguson's crazy on the feet, throws wild stuff. You never know what he's going to do. And he's been durable. He's still durable. You can't forget that. He is still durable. And so I think even though Chandler's striking can be explosive, I think Ferguson would probably be able to weather a storm in that type of fight. The issue here is, does Chandler shoot and take the fight to the ground because when you've seen his last few fights with Ferguson, there's no guarantee that he would be able to a stuff Chandler or b get up off the ground if Chandler takes him down. And I think that's where the big danger is. If you're betting Tony Ferguson, it isn't in the striking, even though Chandler I think can have success. But I think if it's a striking match, Ferguson has an opportunity to stop Michael Chandler. I really do. But if Chandler gets in trouble. If he sees the vulnerability of Ferguson on the ground, will he just shoot, take Tony down, and try to get the stoppage via ground and pound in that scenario? That's very possible, if not likely. That could be the game plan going into this fight, is that Chandler will look to shoot, wrestle, drag Tony Ferguson to the ground, and at the very least control him there. But I expect a lot of ground and pound, if that happens, from Michael Chandler. And so me, when you're looking at this fight, the question becomes, 
And the best case scenario for Chandler, where does this fight take place? I think it takes place in that exact same scenario we just described, on the ground with Chandler on top. If that happens, can he stop Ferguson? Five rounds? Possibly. And even then, it's still tough because Tony is a vet. He could take a lot of damage. He understands what he's doing. He just hasn't been able to uh, to uh, get any offense going. So his offense has been his problem on the on the ground. He just he can't get up. He's not throwing up submissions. He's not threatening with anything. And so he's just being dominated and controlled on the ground. I think that Chandler would probably look for a stoppage area with a lot of elbows and ground and pound. I don't think he would necessarily try to submit Ferguson. You've seen Ferguson at very bad submission positions before on the ground. And he was able to fight through it, like almost like mind-boggling how he's able to get through it kind of uh, positions. So I'm not sure that Chandler would be looking for that. I'm sure if something presented itself, he would take it. But I think overall Chandler would know, if I can get this guy down, I can probably at the very least control him. I'm going to try to bust him up with ground and pound and stop him that way. I think that's what he'd be looking to do. I think that's why you see Chandler wins inside his favorite. Because with Tony's toughness and his ability to go rounds with some of the best in the world, you would say, how the hell is Chandler going to stop him? Well, especially on the feet, I don't see that. I think he could probably hurt Tony, but a lot of people have hurt Tony. I think on the ground is his best opportunity. Now, with that said, it's only three rounds. Even if Chandler is able to drag him down to the canvas, control him, and land some good ground and pound, will he have enough time to stop Tony Ferguson? My mind tells me no, but the one thing that I can't wrap my head around and fully pinpoint is how are the referees and the officials going to treat Tony Ferguson in this fight? Because they're human just like the rest of us. They're fans of the sport just like the rest of us. They follow the sport just like the rest of us. They've got to know the talk about Tony's on the slide, how much damage he takes, is it time to retire, all of this talk that's out there. And I worry if we see a repeat of the last at least two fights where Tony gets dragged down to the canvas Starts taking some abuse if the referee, boom, that doesn't just pop into their mind like, you know, he's 38, 39 years old, like he takes a lot of damage. Will we get a quick trigger here? Will we get a case where, you know, people are not going to argue that type of stoppage because they're going to look at the last few fights that he's faced, the damage and position that, that he's been in in those fights, and then go, well, with Chandler on top of him, you know, it was only round one and a half or round two of three. My Lord, if Chandler would have came out in the next round and taken Tony, you can go on and on and on and totally excuse that type of stoppage. And so that concerns me. If it wasn't for that in a three-round fight, knowing how tough Tony still is to this day, even giving Chandler his best opportunity, drags him down, you know, the first 30 seconds of the first round, and he's able to do it round after round after round. In three rounds, I would say Tony's probably tough enough. He may be busted up. His eye may be hanging out. His arm may be dislocated. But he's so damn tough, I would be like, the dude probably can still go three rounds. And the worst-case scenario that you can make up in your mind, three rounds. In that case, I would say, man, the bread, the money, the cheddar is on Chandler wins by decision anywhere from the lowest 230, the highest 260. 
hell yeah, in a three-round fight, as tough as Tony is, there, there's some opportunity there. Chandler wins by decision. For Tony Ferguson, I really think the only way he's going to be able to beat Michael Chandler is probably to stop him because if this is a situation where Ferguson is having success, it's probably going to be in a stand-up fight. For some reason, Chandler hasn't shot or for some reason, Chandler can't get him down or for some reason, Chandler just wants to, to have a Gaethje style of fight, which is kind of different because Gaethje has better takedown defense, in my opinion, than Ferguson. I think Ferguson is a better grappler. He hasn't definitely shown it off of his back as of late, but I think uh, Gaethje has better takedown defense than Ferguson, so it would probably be more difficult for Chandler to to get Gaethje down than it will be Ferguson but let's just say best case scenario for Ferguson this is a stand-up fight this is how he's able to win the fight because he has a less than durable opponent in my opinion in front of him and so if he can put hands on him he may be able to hurt Chandler a lot of people don't consider uh Oliveira a puncher I think he has tremendous striking. He's worked on that very hard. Overall, he's a very, very well-rounded fighter. And you see that now, especially in his last, I don't know, 10 fights or so. But he's really improved his game, especially in the striking department. But I think uh, Ferguson would have the advantage there uh, over the course of the fight with Chandler on the feet. That's not to say Chandler won't have success in spots. But I think that's the type of fight that Tony would love is another slugfest on the feet and try to... Uh, test the durability of Chandler say who's tougher in this spot who can take more damage and I think that would be Tony Ferguson in that type of fight then I think you could have a potential Oliveira type of stoppage where Ferguson is able to put hands on Chandler test the durability the durability fails Tony Ferguson wins inside inside the distance because it's difficult for me to think of how Ferguson could beat Chandler via points in a pure striking match, because again, it goes back to the durability. Unless Chandler's shown the Gaethje durability and you have Ferguson taking his foot off the gas, I think you need both of those combined. I think Chandler's chin needs to hold up as good as it did against Gaethje, and I think Ferguson needs to back off the gas. And you might be able to get one of those two things, but I'm not certain you're going to get both of them. I think Chandler's chin may be better than what I'm giving him credit for. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, but I don't think Ferguson would take his foot off the gas in that type of scenario. He's probably more of a volume puncher anyway, especially when you're comparing him to Gaethje, who's more of a power puncher. So I think Ferguson, if he was able to start landing leather, leather on Chandler, he would probably rat-tat-tat him and keep going and keep going and keep going until he broke Chandler. That's how I see Ferguson winning. If Chandler's chin was able to hold up and Ferguson somehow, some way, let his foot off the gas, then yeah, I guess you can make a make the case that Ferguson could outpoint him via volume on the feet and appear striking match. But it's just in the best case scenario, I think Tony Ferguson probably wins the fight inside. It's kind of strange that you see Ferguson wins uh, by decision and Ferguson wins inside almost exactly the same. Like you don't usually get that. And to me, they're not equal. I think if Ferguson wins, he's probably going to win inside the distance. There's actually... You actually right now have the ability, if you think that these two scenarios could come into play, you could play Chandler wins by decision and Ferguson wins inside and still come out. Like depending on what kind of units you're betting, you could take, you know, a single unit on Ferguson wins inside at seven to one and then maybe put a couple units on Chandler wins by decision at plus two sixty. And either way, as long as either one of those outcomes uh comes comes to pay 
comes comes to fruition, then you're going to get paid. So that's something to look at. If you, if you think the scenarios could possibly play out that way, Chandler wins by decision. Ferguson wins inside. The lines work out. I've already done the numbers. I looked at the math. It works out that way. Because otherwise, if you want to pick your poison, obviously with Ferguson, you can just play him as an underdog. Again, right around 3-1 to one at most books. It's high, the highest I'm seeing right now is 3.30. So, I mean, that's that's always easy. Hey, I'm taking the underdog. He's 3-1. to one. Like, you don't have to pick your poison with Ferguson. Chandler's a little bit different because he's... Uh, anywhere between uh, 370 to 450 I mean it's getting really high and like I said uh, the perception is that Ferguson's on the slide but Chandler hasn't been winning he hasn't been winning either and between the two of them I'm still saying at 38 years old on a three fight skid that Ferguson is more durable than Chandler so that (laughs) that gives me a lot of pause of my 450 on Chandler because I'm just not sold on his durability and he hasn't been winning in the UFC so you can't even point to all these fighters that he's beaten in the UFC since he's gotten here he's beating Dan Hooker and that's it like I give him credit for beating Hooker it was fast I give him credit for the first round against Oliveira but he wasn't able to get him out of there and ultimately ultimately Oliveira starched him he went three rounds with Gaethje which I didn't think he'd be able to do but he took a lot of abuse and he didn't win the fight. I mean, that's very, very difficult for me to recommend playing Chandler at minus four, minus 425, minus 450 line. I just don't really think that there's a lot of value in that line. I think if he's going to win, it could be a hard fought contest. Even if he has Ferguson in the spots that he wants. I mean, I'm basically saying if you like Chandler there, you're betting on Ferguson's durability. Unless you think Ferguson's durability is gone or Chandler can snatch up a submission that other people haven't been able to do, then obviously you could say Chandler wins inside. But again, that's that's you're laying juice on Chandler wins inside. That's another thing. Like he's juiced on the straight and he's juiced on on inside in a three round fight against a notoriously durable guy against Tony Ferguson. I think though, I think that line may be off there so in my opinion looking at Chandler wins by decision plus money generally speaking you're going to get about 250 to 260 or and or again there's a way that you can play both remember I said this Ferguson wins inside at seven to one and that may even go up as the fight gets closer that's it for this episode of Fight Junkie I will sock it to you tomorrow baby Fight Junkie out